Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes long, but it gets us in God's Word, keeps us in God's Word every day, and that helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and also helps us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? Who need to come to God, start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. With your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can, you may help someone turn their life around. You may help someone get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're talking about a scientific law, the law of cause and effect. We've talked about how this is a law that is universally accepted as a scientific law throughout the scientific community. Now, when you think about this particular law, scientific law of cause and effect, it does away with the evolutionist or the naturalist who believes that everything we see around us, the universe and even life itself comes from some naturalistic process and does not, is not the result of God's creation. In fact, most of them would probably either discount belief in God altogether, or at least they would be skeptical about believing in God. But the universe coming into existence, they would say, ah, that was somehow it happened out of nothing. That's the Big Bang Theory. Somewhere back there, about 13.7 billion years ago, there was this little tiny infinitesimally small lump of matter that was not there a moment before. I mean, because there, there was nothing. All of a sudden it appeared and it was so intense and so dense and so hot that it exploded and then expanded into everything we see around us in the universe. Not just this earth, but all of the planets, all of the stars, all of the moons, everything we see in the universe came from that little lump of matter that was so small that you couldn't even see it with the naked eye. You had to have a powerful microscope. And somehow it came to be out of nothing, and we can't really tell you why that happened or where it, where it happened. It wasn't there. There was nothing there. There was nothing literally anywhere. But all of a sudden, this matter appeared. And from that infinitesimally small little lump of matter, everything we see around us in the universe came to be. Hmm. The scientific law of cause and effect says that is science fiction. That is absolutely ridiculous, absurd. It is fanciful imagination at best. But now the law of cause and effect is a scientific law that is respected in the scientific community universally. What I've been doing in this particular series of studies is demonstrating how that scientific law of cause and effect, and this would really bother a whole lot of supposed in-the-know intellectual scientists who would discount God as the creator altogether, this would really bother a lot of them to suggest that the scientific law of cause and effect actually points to God. And so we talked about how without God, there is no, there is no rational cause that would result in the effect of the creation of the universe around us. 
You see, and that's the law of cause and effect. For every effect, for every result, there has to have been a cause greater than that effect. If you started with nothing, and then you suggest that the universe somehow popped into existence, that's science fiction. God is the cause of the creation, the existence of everything we see around us. In the, sec- in the next part of, of this particular study, I demonstrated how God is the rational cause that ultimately resulted in the effect of life on this earth, and not just human life, but all life on this earth. You see, without God, there is no rational explanation for life to exist in this earth. God is the cause. Life is the effect, the result. Now, let's go a little bit further. Without God, there is no rational cause to effect the existence of love. Well, I want to go back to that that last part. Without God, there is no rational cause to effect or bring about the result of life on this earth. We look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and we're obviously looking at the sixth day of creation. Now, you, go, you can read through all of Genesis 1, and you will see God as the cause of creation all the way through that chapter. God said God was in the creating business, and numerous other scripture texts tell us that. Now, we looked at those. In this particular section, we want to note that God is the cause for life in this world, for all life. In verses 26 and 27 of Genesis chapter 1, we read this. Now, God had made all other life. Again, you can read through those various verses of Scripture that talk about day two, day three, day four, day five, and he brings life into existence on this earth. He's the cause. Life is the effect or the result. In verses 26 and 27, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now notice this, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God's the cause. He created all life. He created mankind. That's the effect. Life in this world is the effect, the result of God being the creator. The law of cause and effect points to God. In chapter 5, in verse 1, this is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. God is the cause. The scientific law of cause and effect, he's greater than mankind. God is the creator of mankind. We look at chapter 9 in Genesis, and here we look at verses 6 and 7. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. God created man. 
Again, you have to have a cause greater than the effect. God is the creator. He's greater than the effect or the result of his creation, which is mankind. God is all-powerful. He is the word omnipotent, which means all-powerful. We turn to Psalm, Psalm chapter 8, and we want to look beginning with verse, uh, with verse 3. Psalm 8, beginning with verse 3. When I consider your heavens, speaking of God, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Now there's the existence of the universe again as a result of the creator, the cause, God. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. God the creator of life, of life in this world. I want us to look at another psalm. And this is Psalm 104. Psalm 104. And we're probably not going to have time to read all of this psalm. It really is basically a rehearsal or a repetition of Genesis chapter 1. But looking at it from, you know, or, or laying it out in, in, a, in a different form. Beginning with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. There's God, the creator of the universe again. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks in the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire, who laid the foundations of the earth so that it should not be moved forever. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the voice of your thunder they hastened away. They went up over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place which you founded for them. Again, design in the creation by the great designer, God himself, cause and effect, a scientific law. You have set a boundary that they may not pass over, that they may not return to cover the earth. He sends the springs into the valleys. They flow among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. By them, the birds of the heavens have their home. They sing among the branches. Life on this earth, the result of the creator, the cause and the effect. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man. Life again, even plant life, the result of the creator creating it all, cause and effect. Scientific law, it points to God as the creator, that he may bring forth food from the earth. 
the wine that makes glad the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread which strengthens man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he planted, where the birds make their nests, the stork has their, her home in the fir trees. The high hills of the wild are for the wild goats. The cliffs are a refuge for the rock badgers. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows it's going down. You make darkness and it is night, in which all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. Again, cause and effect. God the creator and the designer and the effect, the life and everything that supports the life around us. When the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening. O oh Lord, how manifold are your works. Obvious, obvious to the naked eye, to the rational mind, if you want to think about it. The law of cause and effect, a scientific law that cannot be broken. God is the cause. Everything we see around us, all life, including human life, is the result of God, the Creator. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 7, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Cause and effect. God the cause, the creator, and the effect, the universe, and all life that we see upon this earth, all set in order and designed to be the supporting mechanism that we see as our atmosphere, water, as plant life and animal life supporting each other, and the spirit of God that he implanted within mankind, a soul. Remember he said in Genesis 1 and verse 26, let us create man in our image. We have that soul within us, a spirit. We understand right from wrong by nature. We understand the difference between good and evil. We understand love. And we'll move a little bit deeper in this study next time. The scientific law of cause and effect points not to some absurd science fiction suggestion that all of a sudden something appeared out of absolutely nothing and exploded into the universe that we see around us. That violates the scientific law of cause and effect. God is the obvious cause, the creator, almighty, all-knowing, and all-righteous. The effect, the universe, this world, and all life thereon. Let's pray. Father, praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, the creator of all that we see around us the master designer. Again, praise be to you. Help us to see all of us, Father, and to come to you through Jesus Christ. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.